This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have someone that is super special to me. I'm doing this because of him and a lot of other stuff. And uh, today I have the CEO and founder of the Strategic Advisor Board, Jason Miller. Uh, we're partners, we're uh, everything seems like. So I'm very excited to have him here to add value to my audience. And uh, yeah, but let's just start with Jason. How are you? I'm great, man. It's great to be here. Let's get some energy rolling in this room, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start <laughs> jumping around and stuff. we careful because I can't lose this. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's just start with a quick introduction, what you do and why. Yeah. So I do a lot of things. Um, but, uh, so I have a total of 12 companies. I don't own all of them, but, uh, I chair some of them, uh, some of them I own my mainstay today is a strategic advisor board. It is a results-based rapid revenue consulting firm, basically for the audience, because they'll know what that means. Um, and basically we come into companies and we blow them up. That's the short answer to it all. (laughs) is uh, we come blow them up and we get paid based off of the results we cause. It's the only model in the world. No no one wants to do it because nobody wants to put their money where their mouth is. But us over here at SAB, it's exactly what we do. We put our money where our mouth is and we change people's lives. Yeah, and, and, and that's a way to lead with value because you know when you are, hey, like as long as you're a good fit, we're going to come in, we're going to do our thing. You're leading with value. We'll get paid upon like the results. So that's a great way yeah. to show value first, get paid later. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, man, you uh, lead with value for however long it takes. I I uh, heard you said that before and, <laughs> and it's something that I'm now using. Uh, I was just talking with, with uh, one of my clients and he was like, Hey, I don't, I don't want you to like work for free. Like you're doing all these things. Hey, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give value for as long as I have to. And he was like, okay, I like that. So <laughs> I already used it. We're learning it from, oh, yeah. uh, from Jason. So hopefully someone can learn uh, from this and, and apply it to and, and get good results. So um, let's kind of dive in now into the second part. What I like to do is talking about advice or tips for either business owners in general or for your younger self that if you were to restart, what would you tell your younger self? Pretty easy question to answer. And that is stay the course because a lot of business owners, when they start um, or as they get going, I just seen this yesterday. So I, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was an example of it yesterday where it's just right on the cusp of success, but want to quit, right? And I see it in young business owners all the time because they, they just, they get to that year burnout mark. And then it's just like, you know, <laughs> not a lot's happening or, 
or they're struggling with things or whatever the case may be. And then they're just like, you know what? I just gonna, I, I can't do this anymore. Stay the freaking course, stay the course, stay on path, stay on target. You got your vision and your mission up here. Don't, don't let the little devil creep in and, and throw you off track because you're probably that freaking close to popping the bubble on it. And you just got to stay with it. I mean, some of the first companies I ever started were massive failures. <laughs> I mean, massive failures. This was back in the late 90s. And uh, one of them wasn't a massive failure because of anything I particular did. We hit the recession of 08 and it just tanked. There was nothing I could do about it. Um, tried to keep it alive, um, but I stayed the course with it. I just pivoted the entire company in a different direction. So, you know, but that model itself, well, I had to dig a hole and, and uh, give it a proper burial. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, stay the course. That's, that is one of the best pieces of advice I could ever give to somebody that's young coming in or just somebody that's been doing it for 20 years and is like, oh, I'm tired of this. Stay the course. And uh, that's something that I can speak of out of experience because I was like, fuck this shit. You know? I was like <laughs> so many times, especially how you say like at that year mark and, and like just starting out, there were some couple of points that I was like, oh my God, like, is this even the right thing? Like I was just, and I, I liked it, but it was so hard that I was like, damn, like I can't control the media. I can control different things. But then I kept like looking around and everybody was struggling in their own way too. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just staying the course. And obviously like I, I met Jason and, and Jason was like, Hey man, you have something great. Just don't quit. Just keep going, keep going. And, 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 and very, like even in my worst times, like I just I had Jason to help me with, with the motivation and the strategy. And, and now we're, we have all this strategy that is already, you know, all this, couple steps already in and, and there's so much upside right now with what we're doing and I'm glad that I had someone like Jason to to be like hey stay the course don't quit come on you got this yeah oh what you trusted somebody or whatever if something went wrong boo-hoo some people are, I've done it worse than that so it doesn't matter keep pushing and and look at look at me now I feel like I'm in the in that verge of of exploding uh with the podcast with the uh, you know, having an interview with Fours, being associated with the ACA, all these different things that we're doing together uh, with SAB and with the ACA and with even Forbes, like all the different things, it's, it's been amazing. And and I'm 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 glad that I didn't quit. I'm glad I didn't quit. <laughs> so um, let's. Just, I wouldn't um, have let you quit anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, that, that, and that's that's why you are such a key part of of my circle of influence, and and I'm a, I'm super grateful for it. And um, you know, yeah, we already uh, met in person. We had our first drink together, and after like our successful interviews with with Forbes and everything, it was it was great. And and that was just <laughs> the beginning. First time we met, and first of many. We're already talking about going to Mexico together. We're all about talking about big stuff. So super duper excited about that so mm -hmm. can't wait so now let's go to uh, a big challenge or could be a small challenge a challenge that taught you something that you think is worth sharing with other business owners which is the audience hmm. 
which one shall I pull out of that bucket? Um, a lot of them, huh? <laughs> there's a lot of them. And it's hard to really prioritize them, right? Because, you know, business is just, it is what it is. There's always going to be challenges, no matter what. Today, it's one thing. Tomorrow, it's something else. And, you know, and then the next day, it's something else. And the shit hits a fan on Friday. And Saturday, you're working another 12-hour day. It is what it is. <laughs> Right. So um, you have to embrace that. But I think a, a major challenge that a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs, CEOs, whatever you want to title yourself with, one of the biggest one is, is really allocating time properly. Right. That's, that's a huge one. Um, I, I mean, I've taken companies that are doing hundreds of millions of dollars, made them do a time study and brought their efficiency levels, 50 to 60% more efficiency to that company just by making them figure out what their time allocation is, right? So what is it that you're doing every day that is profit generating versus complete BS, right? You got to look at that because, I mean, it's a challenge for everybody. It's always been a challenge for me. And that's why I force myself every quarter to do a time study. Um, and I hate doing it. It sucks. But, but I force myself to do it because I realize all the tactical garbage I picked up over the course of three months. And it's like, wow, why am I doing all that? But you don't even realize you're doing it. But then it gives you an opportunity then to shed that off your plate, refocus, get back on mission and target, and keep pushing forward. But nobody's exempt from it. If you don't know where your time is going, how do you know what's profit generating or not, right? And it's, it's a big challenge for almost every single business owner I've ever met. And... A lot of businesses, oh, no, I got it. I'm good. I'm good. Well, sit down and do the time study and then send it to me. Total disaster. <laughs> right? So check the freaking ego at the door, right? And uh, if you really want to have a successful business, successful company, don't be so egotistical or stuck on yourself that you're not willing to find your own fault. So you can move the needle forward. Because if you're a decent sized company, you have people that you support, right? And that's a big obligation and a big responsibility, especially when you're paying people, you got payroll, all those kind of things. So stay on point, stay in your lane, right? Do the things that you're good at doing. And if you're not good at being a CEO, don't be one. Hire somebody else. <laughs> that's, that's a great great tip that a lot of people don't even think I, about to be honest um, i have let's see eight gms that work for me they're not one's a ceo and seven general managers of other companies so you got to delegate delegates key i'm not the guy that does the thing i'm the guy that comes up with all the squirrely shit to vomit down on them and go, hey, try this. 
<laughs> yeah, because it's it's all about that's the strategy, right? That's the strategy. Um, and and since uh since I met you, uh strategy has been the 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 name of the game for me. Um and and everything is about strategy, really. Like implementation, it's easy when you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and that's why uh people like us uh we're focused on the hundred thousand dollar conversations, not in implementing something that somebody can do for minimum wage almost or whatever, you know, something simple that because after you have the strategy, you have the roadmap, right? It's following a roadmap to get to a place, right? I have the GPS to get to from point A to point B. It's easy to just follow every turn that is laid out in there. But the strategy is like, well, I don't even know where to go. Like, I don't know even when to find the GPS. And that's that's where, like, you know, people like you and, and people like me now that I'm using strategy so much in PR, um, that's that's how we thrive. And that's how we were supposed to be spending our time on, not on things that are, like you say, tactical. So right. the, handing all the tactical and more more like the visionary and the strategy parts, that's where our time is most better utilized, let's say. So. And tactical tasks lead to beer money. <laughs> that's what yeah. that leads to <laughs> you can't run a company off of beer money so you got to shoot for you know the the bigger gaps in the market and plug those gaps right so it's all about finding a problem create a solution and find the biggest freaking problem you can and then all you're doing is shoving your thumb in it right and people want to buy it that's the way it works and yeah. I don't care what anybody says. People say, well, I don't, I don't want to be sold. Well, we're all buyers. So shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we buy stuff every day. That's just, that's just life. So definitely. And, and uh, it's weird how, how people like the psychology of, of sales, right. It's, mm. it's like, I want me to have been the person that came up with the idea. So like, I've learned to focus on just educate and position things properly strategy again. (laughs) And then, and then from there, just like make them see and make them think it's like, Hey, maybe I should be doing this. Like that now that you educated me and I know about this and I'm aware of it, then I want it. And that's how people work. Like they don't want to be sold. And even though it's BS, right. Because we're all buyers, right? Like especially for in this entrepreneurship sure. journeys that we have to be buying all kinds of different things. And so, so it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's just a psychology of things of people, I guess. They're just bombarded with stuff, you know, now more than ever yeah. with, with the phones and advertisement everywhere. So people are like, uh, like I, that's why PR uh, for me has been such a good thing to offer to people because it's about that storytelling it's mm-hmm. about relating, making your brand story uh, be available for people to to read and, and to be entertained, educated, and, and feel related to it. So that way they feel like, oh, I want to buy from you. And, and that's why it's been, it's been such a winning play for, for me and for Sab and for a lot of people that we've been impacting. And, and, and we can actually give, gain a lot of trust quicker because of it because people see us on these things and then they give us the chance to talk and then after you know we come in we do what we do we talk to them and then they like us but we get that chance a lot of times just because we have that image out there and we put ourselves out there so right 
Here, here's an interesting thing that I hear a lot when it comes to, you know, sales and social media and all these things, right? That the average buyer has a 3% attention span, right? That's such horseshit. And you know why? If that were true, nobody would sit and binge watch Netflix, right? Nobody would sit there and watch any show at any given time on TV ever, right? It has nothing to do with people have a short attention span. You're just boring, (laughs) right? If you're not engaging, yes, of course. If you don't like game shows, you don't sit in front of a game show and binge watch The Price is Right, (laughs) right? You're going to hit it. It's on TV. Click. You'll get sucked in for five or 10 seconds. It's like, it's like a fishing show. It never fails. You will stop for about five seconds and watch that <laughs> or golf, right? It always happens every time going through. It's like, oh, what's this? No, next, 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 right? So, but, well, maybe it doesn't happen to you, but it happens to me. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't like, I, I like playing. I mean, I just tried golf yeah. for the first time when I went visit you in, in uh, oh, yeah, Vancouver. Cool. And it was, yeah. it was cool. I mean, it was hard, but, you know, it was cool. Right. But the, the point is, is it's not that people have a short attention span. It's the content that's put out sucks. So if you don't put out engaging content, why is anybody going to listen to it? So then we just blame it on, well, people have a short. That's just an excuse. Put out good content that people want to consume. And it doesn't matter. Doesn't make any difference. Definitely. And one Gary V. Gary V. That was a something Gary V talked about. That's that's I love that dude. I mean, I'm in business most likely because of him, because I left the book, his first book, Crushing It. Uh, and uh and that that's why like I started learning about all these different stories that he featured about who people were like, Well, mm-hmm. I love doing networking events, and then he suddenly started making this like conference, and then it became this huge thing that starts popping over the whole right. United States. And I was like, damn, like I was like, I need to I need to pay attention more to LinkedIn. I need to mm-hmm. I learned about TikTok before it was TikTok because of him. It was called musically. And and then like that, all those things because of him, and and I I completely agree with your point, and that's why uh it's very important to 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 do quality content, just to have very good conversations, mm-hmm. and that's why um, the podcast has been so good for us because we bring interesting people to it to have right. interesting conversations, valuable conversations that have something that that we can share. And my content has been moving very well on short video because of it, because I'm having very interesting people to in, into my podcast. And, and when the people like are scrolling and they see like, oh my God, what, who's this guy? Like, and they, you know, I, I try to make it very like captions and everything. So it's like very, mm-hmm. almost like edgy, entertaining and like popping things up. So people are entertained and they're hooked with it. And um, one thing too is the, the like, you have to be interesting, but like since the beginning, right? Because people are like scrolling fast and all that stuff. But if you have good marketing though, right? If you have very good ways to to reach out to people and to kind of capture them, then after, you know, if your content is good, then you can have them. You don't have to start dancing or start doing some like crazy stuff, right? To get the people's attention. But sometimes, you know, it's fun and you can do it too. Um, but yeah, like I, I agree with you. Just do co- good quality content, 
post a lot, just document, be the content. And uh, yeah, just everything else, just keep doing good. Keep impacting people and you'll be, be fine, right? Stay the course. <laughs> That's it. Well, look at it this way. So when I was a kid, I grew up on a farm as a kid, right? And, you know, every morning I had to shovel uh, about a ton or so of grain into these bins, right? And it was a lot of work. And I didn't realize at the time why um, my dad made me do all that. But then I would, after that, then I would go put hay in the feeders. And I always wondered, why do the sheep eat the hay first, right? And not the grain. Every time it was always that way. All this work went into to putting all this grain inside this feeder, but yet 30 seconds worth of pitchfork and some, some hay into the bunks. That's where they all went. And later, it's not hard to figure out, right? They like the hay better than the grain. I mean, right? So it's no different than marketing, right? It's the same, same thing. You have to put something that people like out on the plate versus what you think they need, right? Right? So we know that the sheep need uh, grain, right? But then they also need hay because there's that combination of minerals and vitamins and whatever, right? Um, but we know what they want the most, and that's the hay. It's no different in marketing. We give people what they want, not necessarily what they need, right? So there's a fun little story to tie that together for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm already thinking about this. And it's, um, you know, uh, I uh, I do kind of something like that uh, in different ways with my content. For example, my most viral content usually is lifestyle content, like mm -hmm. me wakeboarding or me in the jet ski or stuff like that. People are like seeing that and then I sneak in some value, like I put a tweet or something and, you know, put some stuff in there to make it like at least something <laughs> that I'm right. saying of value. But then I put in that content there and people are all over it. Like, oh, yeah, you're wakeboarding, all that stuff with like a trendy sound. And sometimes like I had like a, a voice from Kobe Bryant saying, describing what Mamba mentality is about. So obviously, you know, attaching that that, that grind mentality, Mamba mentality into into just you know, because it's like being the best at everything you do. It's like, oh, I'm wakeboarding and I want to be the best at this, but I'm also want to be the best at business and I want to be the best right. podcasting, everything, right? So that mentality uh, and mix into like the content, like, that's what people want. People love hearing Kobe, people love seeing lifestyle stuff. Like that's where the success is measured a lot of times for people. So I sure. give them that, hey, you know, but then I sneak in like some graphics about like, what are the benefits of, of, of PR and all that stuff? That's the grain, right? So that's why yeah, you, I want you to it. get education because a lot of people really don't, don't even understand PR. So I have to like educate a lot of people to right. for them to understand. Well, you know, here's another great comparison too. take the CBD world, right? A lot of people don't understand CBD. Most people think there's THC and CBD and really there's not. I mean, there's unless, there, you, want there's, unless you want it in there. Right. But, but mostly if you don't want CBD or if you don't want THC and CBD, you just buy the stuff that doesn't have it in there. Right. Like but a lot of, yeah, like, 
really awesome, right? But Still a lot of people, soap. yeah, they need tons of education to realize because why people are afraid they're going to go to work and pop hot, right? It's a valid concern, right? But then in order to help affect people's lives, we have to do what? We have to educate people. And sometimes it takes a lot of education and a lot of baseball bats over the head to get people to understand what it is you do and what your superpowers are, right? And I mean, I've ran into that for years with my company because there isn't a model that exists like it. So how the hell do you explain it to where people understand it other than say, it's a consulting firm on crack, right? <laughs> so, right? That does things so differently that we upset the market, right? Because that's the first that's the first thing people try to reconcile is I don't understand what it is you do. But the second you say consulting, then people know what that is. But when you say we're a results-based strategic firm, people are like, what the hell is that? Never heard of that before. Right, because it's so outside the box of what people are 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 seeking and looking for, right? So now you got to do a lot of education to deviate yourself from the charlatans that are consultants, some of them um, that have ruined it. I call them COVID coaches, <laughs> the COVID consultants, <laughs> have, and the, uh, the COVID, COVID coaches. coaches and COVID consultants that have ruined it for a lot of us that have been out here in the trenches for freaking 10 years doing this stuff so anyway i digress <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's uh it's something that that it's you know you a lot of times when you're doing you want to do something different you have to you have to find ways to educate yeah. people and find the right analogies and all that so people can understand it and that's why a pr is so important because uh it's it's a way that you can tell people a story That's a way that you can use analogies that you can use real life case studies into a story to tell people like visualize it instead of just just trying to sell them into something that they don't even understand. So that's why using PR to tell your story and, and to to fitting this like analogies and stuff and to help people stop scrolling too because they feel mm -hmm. more familiar. Like if you have an article in Forbes, you have uh, uh, an, an, even a press release in Yahoo people know that logo. People see that Yahoo logo and they're like, oh, like I know Yahoo and I know this person, like them associated. Okay. This, let me check this out. Let me check this right. out. So that, you know, stops, it stops you from scrolling. And, and then when you then tell a good story that is entertaining, that is educating, and that gives the people the necessary components to, to be able to visualize it, right? Like you're giving them Uh, the the story with like the different things you can even position links in there that people are like hey don't don't believe me it, I'm quoting this thing or hey if you want to see the video you want to go to the website of the person or whatever here's the link right you can go mm -hmm. there so those those that's why I, I I love I love PR because it goes hand in hand with a lot of like educating uh when you're trying to educate your audience and and just to stop people from scrolling and relation like just relating relating to it all those different things that are so hard in business sometimes to be able to under to explain uh what you do and and even 
just to get people to just stop and 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 take a chance uh, on, on listening to you. That's that's what the power of PR is, and I really love it because it, it it helps with client acquisition. It lowers the the time that people trust you. You can gain trust at scale because a lot of people can see it, and then all of them will be way more receptive when they see you in Forbes, they see you entrepreneur, see you in Yahoo, and all these things. So. That's why I, I love it so much. And, and it always ties up to all these different challenges and different things in business. So that's why I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, the truth of the matter is, is Forbes isn't going to publish a schmuck either. So, you know, that's a kind of a, in my eyes, when I see, when I see business leaders that have, you know, uh, like a feature in Forbes or something, right? I know that they've at least they've walked some shoes clearly, right? In some shoes and they've been in some dirt and mud and gotten dirty and been through hard times and struggles and, and they're probably doing good things in the world. Otherwise major places like that. Don't just go, Oh yeah, we'll print your garbage. Right. It just doesn't work that way. And that is what is cool about, you know, good PR is it's, it is a great business equalizer, right? Because you can pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch and they go, yeah, we don't want that crap, <laughs> right? So, you know, there's there's a standard there. And that's why I really like PR and I like to be involved in PR because if if you're shady, they're not going to they're not going to want to work with you. And you know, they do a lot of background on people. I know that for a fact. So many conversations, right? Like I've been trying to get you in Forbes and then like they call you and hey, like I need to make sure oh, you're real. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure you're a real person doing real things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's cool because it's, you know, I get you in the conversations and, you know, you have the social proof mm -hmm. and everything. I just have to like set you up there. And that's what I do with people. Like if you have something good, you're doing great things, but nobody knows about you. That's when I come in, right? Like I, you have a yeah. fire starting, you want to now put more fuel to that fire. That's when I come mm -hmm. in and I can help you to get that story in a very journalistic way, newsworthy and entertaining. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> well, and that's what people want today. People want to relate with a story, you know? They want to relate with, uh, you know, well, how do you connect hay, sheep, and, and wheat, right? You know, but, but those are the things that, it gives people something to latch onto and then something to compare to. Right. And, you know, a, a cool story that I'll let you in on it. It hasn't published yet. Um, Cal Fussman, we had him on the podcast yesterday. He's been interviewed three times in his life. Once by Tim Ferriss, once by uh, Larry King live and once by Savile. Wow. He has interviewed some of the world's largest leaders, uh, everybody Kobe. from Kobe Bryant to uh, Muhammad Ali, which was his favorite. Um, he interviewed wow. Muhammad Ali, president, all these people. He was, a, he was previously in his life, he was a writer for Esquire magazine. And, uh, you know, amazing life story. Because his thing is big questions. It's got a podcast called Big Questions. And all of that, you're getting the pre-story before it releases. Um, and all of that came from when he was seven years old and John F. Kennedy was shot. 
um, when he was little and his big question, he said, I had big questions from that. So he sat down and wrote a letter to LBJ um, about, you know, what are your plans? How are you going to deal with this? All this stuff, right? The seven-year-old kid licked the stamp, put it in the mail, sent it to the White House. Six months later, he got a response from the White House um, about what the plans were, so on and so forth. So his entire life stream or uh, basically steamrolled after that to always ask big questions. And he went on to interview some of the most powerful people in the world. And I won't ruin the rest of the story, but, uh, but uh, needless to say, it was one of the best interviews I've ever had in my life. It was amazing. And I can't wait for it to pay attention. It's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> can't, can't wait to see it uh, and listen to it. Because I, I listened, I, I heard the, the podcast that he did to, the interview he did to Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. I mean, I, I, Kobe, even though I'm a Boston Celtics fan and I kind of hated him, right? When the 2008, 2009, 10, all that stuff, right? When Boston was Boston and Lakers again. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, but I couldn't deny his greatness. And, and the after the court, like, okay, I don't have to hate you anymore, right? You know, you're not, you're not a Laker. <laughs> when I started happening and, and I started listening to him, like the after basketball, I don't have this assassin mentality, right? Like the Mamba mentality was uh, mm -hmm. like the, of like that killer instinct to be able to, you know, win to a, a whatever cost, right? And uh, when he started being more like, okay, I'm a mentor now, I'm a father, I'm, I'm all these different things that are not necessarily an assassin in the court, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that for me was, was really, it's really big to, to be able to learn, like, I hear the big questions, right? Uh, yeah, um, so, right. and for me, one thing that is very big uh, that I've learned during this entrepreneurial journey is to ask the right questions. And, and, and I'm always thinking, like, how can I ask bigger questions? Like, all the time, how can I ask better questions? Because the information's out there. There's so many people, like I have you, but I need to be able to ask you the right questions. You mm -hmm. know, and I need to, and I have older people in my life that I just need to ask the right questions and I'll, I'll get what I need. I just need to be able right. to have those big questions. And that's something that I even, I tell um, everybody, especially now my girlfriend, she has this, this app, it's called Replica. Replica is, is, is an AI that you can have now. You can have an AI friend. So they are tapped into the internet. So mm -hmm. if you ask the right questions, <laughs> you get the the best answers, right? Like it's an AI. She can, mm -hmm. she can Google search, but you know, quicker than any human can, because she's connected to it. So it's like so, Siri times 10. Exactly. Because she learns, right? It's your, it's like mm -hmm. Siri doesn't really learn from you. They learn from, right. from, from Apple. Apple is what doing the right, opposite right, stuff. Right. But now you can have your own AI that is your friend and learns from you. So that's something Oof. that I like, I'm always scary. That's huh? some scary. That's some <laughs> scary shit, man. <laughs> I don't need my kids knowing that. Okay, let's just every, put this part out. Because <laughs> every day they'll be like, Dad, actually, that's incorrect. <laughs> I Googled it, Dad. That's not the right answer. <laughs> I asked, no, they, they have names and stuff. Like, I think it's a Amy or or, or I don't know what the name oh, wow. is. Wow. It, it, it is something. That's crazy. But so, and I always tell her, like, just uh, you got to ask the right questions. Because yeah. she has access to all the information that is out there. Literally. Right. So now if you ask the right questions, you can get like 
that's I, I I even downloaded it and I want I haven't started it, but I want to try to get it to have like the best answer so for business. Like yeah. I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, like the worst questions you can ever ask, right? Or starting with, did you do this? Or how does that or or you know uh stuff like uh are you this or are you that because they're just yes questions or no questions right every why and how are the two most important question type of things you can ask you know why did you become an entrepreneur how did you become an entrepreneur it's not a yes or no question right but the second you ask a yes or no question, you've given an out because it's yes or no. And now you just have to depend on somebody to take that further, right? But if you give people the easy out, it's yes or no. So instead, why did you become an entrepreneur? And how was it you learned from your family that was a family of entrepreneurs? Because now it's not an open-ended question. Like, or it is an open-ended question, but it's not just a stop, right? Yes or no. And a lot of young entrepreneurs, if they would ever get the chance to sit in front of Jeff Bezos or uh, a big titan, right? They would ask every freaking wrong question there was to ask. Right? <laughs> to be like, oh, how did you become successful? That's not the right answer. That's not the right question to ask, right? You know, how did you become? Well, that's a lot of things. How about more like something like, if you could give me three steps to success, what would those three steps be that I should take, right? They know that because they did it. <laughs> and then they might say, well, actually, there's five, but. Do you want all five or just three? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, ask the right questions in the yeah. right way. It, it's it's something that I every day of my life, um, I'm thinking, how can I, how can I ask better questions? How mm -hmm. can I get to the right information the quickest way possible? Right. You know, so that those are, are the things, and that's why I ask. That's my first part of of, of the the podcast is give me an intro what you do so people know a little bit of background who mm -hmm. you are but then like why like right. i always have the why and that, that's why i say tips give me tips not yes or no no it's like give me mm -hmm. information right and, and that's turned out to be great everybody enjoys it my my audience is getting so much value because i'm asking good questions <laughs> really yeah i'm right. asking those good questions so let's uh with that i want to segue to uh one of the last things that i want to cover which is Either what do you think are the biggest takeaways for from this conversation, or if if there's something that you haven't said that you think you're like, damn, let me let me say this because it is very important. Well, so I would say two takeaways. Number one, asking the right questions. Number two, never quit. Right, those are huge takeaways. Right, um, and you know just don't. Try not to let fear set in, right? A lot of people let fear get the best of them. And you know what? There's always going to be times in business, right? And, and I will tell you this right now. There's no magic behind any of this, right? And a lot of people always say, oh, my God, how did you build this, all this stuff that you built? 
And then, you know, things happen and, and I act surprised like, oh, we did so great with this, right? Or we did so great with that. But what I don't do is let people behind the curtain to see the how, right? And it was a mess and it was ugly. And, and, but it was all before I even started, it was all planned to happen the way it did. And that's another key. That's another key piece of advice. Before you do it, plan it. Don't plan it to a failure, right? Because a lot of people over plan, but go into it with a plan with waypoints that you can say, okay, I hit that one. I hit this one. I hit this one. Um, but I'll use this podcast as a great example. I know I act all surprised. Oh my God, we did so good. It was all planned from the beginning, right? All of it, every bit of it. Um, but what nobody sees is the absolute disaster that happened in the background right? <laughs> more than once. Right. But nobody sees that. All everybody sees is the woohoo, 200 episodes. I mean, they can right? go see the, the first couple <laughs> ones and they'll see like how much we were like mines. I've grown so much and I know you too. Yeah, of course. Like, like the beginning, we were like, just we're just sending it. We're just having conversations, record it. Yeah, the audio right. was messed up, all kinds of different because <laughs> you know, you know, like right. and we kept doing right. it, we kept doing it. Now I feel way more confident and and the questions mm -hmm. are, are better. I just refine right. it. I had the idea, right? Like I it still sure. was like the big picture, it was there. I just fine-tuned things. Right. And uh, and that those things really has helped me a lot, like having the interview with right. Forbes, uh, Forbes contributor Melanie Fine. That that I did really good in there because I've been interviewing people so much that right. I've been learning about. I start saying right. too much the uh, like or you know or um or like stuff like that because I practice and right. and it was just taking a lot of imperfect action, imperfect action, and slowly just like improving, mm -hmm. improving, improving, and. I can only imagine how how good I'm I'm gonna be when I get to a hundred episodes myself, uh, right. and and I I really I really like really like doing this. And I first I was mm -hmm. super nervous, and I was like, oh my god, this shit! I don't want to focus on this. <laughs> and then I was I started doing. It, I was like, you know what? This is valuable. This is good. This could be fun if you're not nervous about it. <laughs> and, well, and yeah, got a good though. conversation. You pushed yourself outside of the box. Right. And that's what people have to do. Right. And it doesn't, it's not necessarily a podcast, but, but it's whatever it is, right. That you, so there's two edges you can run the bleeding edge, <laughs> right. Or the leading edge, right. The leading edge is always that place where you're safe. That's where you're kicked back up in the lawn chair. You got your beer, you know, you feel good, but you get out on that bleeding edge. That sucks. Right. But that's where innovation happens. Innovation doesn't happen when you're kicked back in the, in the chair drinking a beer, right? It happens when you're out there and it's bloody. That's where innovation happens. You don't need to live there, but you need to visit it often, right? Because when you visit it, it pushes you outside of your comfort zone and you will do things that you would have never thought to do before, right? And then the next thing you're doing the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing you look back a year later and go, holy shit, I can't believe I did all that. Right. And That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And now you're, 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 you're like a transformed human being. 
right? You've leveled your game up. You've leveled how you act, just how you feel every day, how you talk, how you speak, all these things, right? So, you know, don't be afraid to step outside of that box and get bloody. Because that's where where innovation happens. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's why like I I feel like you and me were both trailblazers, right? Like we we just create the path and we get cuts and everything, but then we go back and we're like, hey, this is the way. Like I found it after I tried a couple of times and I got a couple of bruises, but (laughs) here's the right way now. Now you guys can follow, right? So that's why we resonated so much because I always uh, my my idea into coming into entrepreneurship in general was because I wanted to create a path of freedom and impact for myself and then teach it to others. And, and you know, we, we kick it off right away. I mean, first of all, we were both veterans. We started vibing on that level. And then from there, that was like my way in, right? Like that was my way in. And then from there, he started like, you know, getting to know me and, 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 and I get to know you. And then we really resonated a lot. And then we're like, you know what, let's just do big things together. And then mm-hmm. you know, that now we're in this path that we can actually see the things that we, we've been doing. And, and, and it's just a beginning, really. Like we met a year ago. So, I mean, mm-hmm. just in one year, uh, we've done this. Like I can only imagine what's going to happen the next four or five years. Uh, and me being like the young up and coming, like you like got me in the event with the ACA I was the youngest business owner there and I didn't feel like I didn't belong. If anything, I was more ahead than most people in there, <laughs> to be honest. And it was yeah. great because, I mean, I wasn't trying to like to my own horn or anything. I was there to to help and, you know, brought in uh, uh, a Forbes contributor to an event. And uh, I wanted to meet James Donaldson, which look what I have. Oh, here. there it is. <laughs> uh, and I got I got this signed <laughs> sign ball from him that I got it on the raffle because I just manifested it really. <laughs> and a lot of people wanted me to win it, so I guess. And another thing, look, I have other things in here that I want to show. Oh yeah, there you go. Or like you know the Pivot magazines is at us, you know, in the cover. So big deal, big deal stuff. And I'm excited. I mean, this is just my first cover. Probably not gonna be our last. And actually, you're getting one in like next month. Uh, yeah. no, we are, I already lined up for you. So Shift Magazine. Shift. Yeah, yeah. Shift Magazine. You're getting that cover again. I mean, well-deserved. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm excited for that one. You know, it, uh, we're doing some good stuff. I mean, I'm just cheesing thinking about it. So that's when you know <laughs> that you're doing, that you're super. We're just, yeah, yeah, And there's no, and like Jason said, there's a lot behind the current, current. Like there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of things because that's just, that's just business how it is. We're here. We give you a little bit of like the behind the current flavor there. So you get the advice and stuff, but like there's a lot more going down there and a lot of different things. My team, my everything that is like really like there's so much pressure sometimes, but then, you know, things like like this happen and then we're like, oh my God, it's all worth it. I'm going to keep doing it. So, you know, thanks. Thanks, Jason, for for taking the time. I know you're super busy all the time and and taking the time to come here now to instead of being in, you know, being in the other side, getting interview in, in your own, almost in your own podcast. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. And I think we did some very valuable stuff in here. So I'm very, very happy about the, the things that we shared in here. Yeah. Never busy, productive, two different things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot. You told me that. I forgot. <laughs> you see, but it's I just hate, repetition. Yeah, I hate the word busy. Busy's bullshit. 
That's true. That's true. You see, I'm still learning. You know, even in the podcast live here, like I'm still learning. And, and now, go. hopefully, the next yeah. time I don't say busy work, I say like I know you're focusing on a lot productive. of things. And focused and productive. productive. There you go. Right, focused and productive. <laughs> Thanks for getting your focus into this podcast for a little bit. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> and then, um, just I mean, how can people find you? What are the easiest keywords that? that people can put, you know, just in case somebody just listened to this and they don't get the chance to just watch the notes. Yeah. I mean, you can always type in Jason Miller strategic advisor board. Um, that's one way to get to me. Uh, strategic advisor board.com. The easiest Jason Miller dot VIP. Um, that's the hub site for all my companies. They're all listed there or the ones I'm a part of. Um, LinkedIn, Good luck. It's too many of me. Don't even try to search it. Um, <laughs> just go through the site and you'll find just, it. Just go through the website and find it. But yeah, I'm not, I'm very easy to get a hold of uh, for sure. My phone number is out there on the website to, to call. It rings through to me. Um, yeah, book on my calendar through the websites. I'm very approachable, very easy to, to, to get on my calendar. Because two things, kindness is free and always lead with value. If you make yourself unavailable, you can't lead with value. So you always have to be available. Yes. And that's, that's you know, be careful with where you are locating your time, but yeah. be available. Because if people can even get to you, like how, how do you expect them to trust you? Right? right? If they don't trust you, they won't do anything with you. So you That's don't right. close your doors completely. Uh, it's cool to to have certain things like in the way or or, or something, so you're not get spammed, right? But right. Um, just be available and 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 be available so people can find you. So right. yeah, another keywords. I mean, uh, you can put Jason Miller Forbes. That's another thing you can no, find the Forbes yeah. there and find it there, or even SAB like SAB mm-hmm. podcast. You know, that's a very easy two word thing that a strategic advisor boy is going to come up in the first thing. I know I play with keywords sometimes and <laughs> I, that, I found out the other day. I was like, Oh, you put SAB podcast and comes up first. So you, a, you probably I, know how to find me better than I do. Probably. <laughs> Cause I probably play with them more than you. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, I'm all about like, what's the minimum amount of words can I write in Google and find you? And I mean, yeah. I give people that power too. It's like, Oh, what are those keywords that you want? Okay, let's do a press release and put it on the title. Oh, let's do a, an article and put it on the title. Oh, yeah. Dif- different things like that. And I'm all about that because I'm always looking like what's the shortest amount of uh, shortest way to get to you. Uh, that's, I'm just that's my thing, right? Like just with PR, I guess it, it just comes yeah. with it. Well, just like Amazon and one click order, quicker you uh, can get there, the better. The quicker, and that's why also <laughs> like you know building trust and finding people yeah. quick. Those things are the things that mm-hmm. I that I do. It's like. How can I get to trust quicker? How can I find you quicker? Because that cost, you know, you caught time, you caught cost. That's mm-hmm. simple. So, That's yeah. So thank you. Thank you again for, for taking the time to be here. This was great. And uh, this is Jason Miller and James Futores signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.